0: Told me when I was young sit beside me my only son listen closely to what I say and if you do this it'll help you some sunny day cool well Welcome back to
1: How Bored Are You, where we answer the question, how bored are you?"
0: No, I don't normally
1: do intros like this. I do some where I like panhandle and be like, and donate to my Venmo's at the Dick Richardson and cash tag the Dick Richardson on Cash App. I'm here with my friend, actually. He's a bandmate, but he's more of a friend. Josh Lacey,
2: how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.
1: Uh, first time on the show. Damn. I've, been, I've known you for how long?
2: Uh, it's been... Probably eight nine months now.
1: You want to flip the microphone a little bit. There you go. There's a front end and a back end. the The, the worst offender is Jay. His lips get in the way. And he just starts <laughs> smacking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I've done this so many times. With, like everybody else figures out the mics, but Jay, for every time, there's like pops and cracks. I'm like every time with you. Well, so you've got a new single coming out.
2: Yeah, I do. I do. Is
1: this the first song you've ever written? Tell us about it.
2: Well, it's not the first song I've ever written, but it was one of the first, definitely. It uh, First of all, it's called Lonely Rolling Stone. Uh, I wrote the song uh, after my grandmother passed away, and I didn't want to write it about my feelings and my emotions because I kind of had a hard time writing about my emotions and my feelings when I first started writing. So, I would take characters in my life and people that were close to me, and I would kind of write through their perspectives. And that's how I wrote this one. Um, I wrote it actually through my grandfather's perspective and kind of begging the question of what, kind of how he was feeling and what he was going through and how it feels to go through life without your best friend.
1: Yeah, losing a grandmother is tough. I remember my grandmother died like january 2020 but she had dementia so we pretty much mourned the loss of her two years earlier uh was your grant were you close with your grandmother like growing up and
2: all oh yeah i mean she was the backbone of of the family really i mean she was what uh, what i felt like kept all all of us together
1: yeah so like we would always go over to my grandmother's house for like holidays and whatever but there was One Thanksgiving after she got dementia that my dad goes over and he's like, all right, I'm going to cook, you know, and my grandmother hit him over the back of the head with a pan and called him an asshole. And we all just had a moment of like, who the fuck is this woman? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when she died, I got to, I had to play piano at her wake. And that was, uh, it was a good send off in a way, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure nobody really knew how to took it. it it's really hard emotions to deal with so like that's pretty it's pretty big of you to put it into a song uh, so like I know you do a lot of acoustic singer-songwriter stuff and you wrote this with just an acoustic
2: yeah yeah so that's that's kind of how I wrote it but the actual record has uh, some lead guitar has bass guitar uh, of course my f- uh, finger style picking for um, for the uh, acoustic guitar, and then uh, vocals and drums, yeah.
1: Yeah, who all was on the record?
2: Uh, So Johnny Thompson uh, is actually playing drums on it. He also produced the song and kind of helped me um, with the vision of it and how I wanted to see it play out on a track. Um, Mike Jones played lead guitar on it and bass guitar. And then, of course, me played vocals and acoustic.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know Mike Jones was involved. That's crazy. Yeah. He's a friend of the show. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We did, after the leaderboard gig, we we did a play-by-play of, or no, the talk gig. After the talk gig, we did a play-by-play of what went down. With Mike Jones, that was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, good guy. Yeah, great guy, great, uh, <laughs> great energy. Well, yeah, I've heard the track, and everybody will be able to hear this on March twenty third,
2: March twenty fourth, March
1: twenty fourth, this Friday, this Friday. Oh shit! So I got to put this out this week then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, sick. And it's sick. It's going to be on Spotify, iTunes, all the places.
2: Anywhere you listen to music.
1: So how long have you been like an independent musician, like a working one? Yeah. Like, when you broke out of being a bedroom artist, as they say.
2: Well, I would say uh, it's probably been since the summer of 2021. 20, so I started really writing, started Trying to go out and play gigs uh, the summer that I lived in uh, Sarasota, Florida. Actually, fuck you. That place (laughs) sucks. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, no hate on Sarasota. There's plenty of great old people down there. It's a great place to retire. (laughs) Yeah, to
2: hang your hat. Uh, They actually had a pretty decent music scene down there, and with a lot of experienced musicians. And it was kind of cool to get my feet wet and you know meet some people um, and really get my kind of career started and into writing and into playing music live and uh, i was able to transfer a lot of those skills into coming to knoxville and playing some gigs here
1: there's some weird parallels between knoxville and sarasota no doubt i uh shit i mean that's where i learned how to that's when i started performing i was like 15 and i would be playing open mic nights with 25 year olds, 23 year olds, and I'd be drinking underage for free. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and then I was more about drinking than playing for me when I started. And then I think it was like 18, 19 when I made the decision to stop drinking when I played. Um, mm. And then I'd, you know, immediately start drinking after, like play the note, <laughs> put it up, <laughs> and then just pick it back up. But it was just a way to compartmentalize that. But yeah, Sarasota, interesting place to pick up a music career because. One of the funny ones is there's this guy on Craigslist and he's also just around, but he's like Tom Petty's cousin and he looks like Tom Petty and he's always trying to start a Tom Petty cover band, but he's kind of a crackhead. And so he's like, he'll like try and crash on your couch and shit. He's kind of a wild guy. You'll meet all kinds of people down there. Wow. Um, Cool. So like, who are your influences when you were like, uh, cause like if 2021 was when you started taking it seriously and getting into it. Like you've always listened to music? Have you always played guitar or like where did you uh where did you pick up the influences to be a songwriter or when did that happen?
2: Well, I kind of started playing guitar when a little on and off since I was a teenager, just kind of maybe 14, but I never really picked it up till I was about 18 and I finally said, you know, I'm going to learn to play this song, uh the song that I was listening to and, uh, I kind of wanted to play it because if the world ever ended, like I could play this song like on a, on guitar and I just, <laughs> I don't know why, but that like as an 18 year old, that really got to me and was like, if <laughs> I need to be able to play this song. So what song? <laughs> uh, it's called through the Valley by Sean James.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was not what I was expecting you to say. I was thinking maybe it's the end of the world by R.E.S. No, no, <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> um, but it was pretty cool. I mean, I saw it on like a video game trailer, and uh, I was like, I need to play that song. So I learned guitar, and I first song I learned how to play was that. And from there, I just learned how to sing by listening to tracks and um, trying to make myself sound like them. And uh, then a little bit of songwriting, and I kind of got frustrated with it. I didn't really pick it back up till uh, I was 20, and um, so that's where I am now.
1: What video game trailer do you remember?
2: Uh, it was The Last of Us.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good end of the world video game. Yeah, definitely. Little did you know it would be a TV show five years later. Yeah,
2: no, I didn't know it would be that. But
1: So you pick, you put down songwriting, and then you picked it back up. So what's songwriting look like for you now?
2: Well, I would say it's definitely more of a concrete thing, uh, or I don't want to say scientific, but there's more of... A formula to it in a way I kind of just yeah I kind of just learned my way of writing and a lot of people have different ways a lot of people um you know may maybe take a more scientific approach to it and make sure that they sketch out the whole song before it's even like you know conceived in a way and I really like to um I really just like to see where the music takes me and what I'm feeling in that moment and uh just go from there and kind of see what sounds good So that's what it means to me.
1: Sick. Do you have any, like, message that you're trying to convey to everybody, your audience? Or are you just kind of taking it one song at a time? Like, whatever comes to you in the moment. Because, like, you're right with the formula thing. And some people, like, I'm thinking more like the music industry. Like, the labels are very quick to come up with it before it's even conceived. Like, artists will get entirely thought-out songs handed to them by their label and be like, all right, this is yours, sing it. Or, all right, this is yours, perform it. That's not what you do that's not where we're at that's the beauty of being independent that we have that freedom and uh, now when you're doing stuff yeah do you take it one day at a time or is there like an underlying message in all your songs that you want your audience to relate to
2: I would definitely say I try and go towards one message kind of centrally and it's something that I really appreciated and I really got out of music when I was younger and that was just the feeling of not being alone you know mm-hmm. that other that really other people felt exactly how you feel, and it's not really that different. And I think songs like um, from the Goo, Goo Dolls and um, songs from uh, that Jason Isbell would write, uh, James Taylor, um, the Eagles. Uh, I, I really love all those guys, and they're really big influences of of mine. And when I listen to those songs, they just gave me the feeling of. Maybe I'm not so alone in this world. And that's really what I'm trying to convey in my songwriting and my songs that I give out to people is just kind of spreading that truth and that love of, you know, you're not so alone.
1: And I don't want the world to <laughs> see me. Yeah. Because I don't think that they'll understand. I mean, that's a pretty relatable lyric. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, songwriting to me, has, it's like I didn't know there was a formula when I started. And so one fun exercise when I learned about song form was I went back and looked at all the songs I wrote before I was aware of it and tried to see what form it followed, both musically and like in the song. And I was like, oh whoa, well, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, and I think I, I like that aspect of like punk rock because they just kind of said fuck it to all the rules and like you do what you want, I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah, punk rock. Like I like that attitude sometimes. Uh, the music's pretty rough. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest punk fan, to tell you the truth. But I think these days, I've had to mature not only as an artist, and a per- but as a person as well. Um, I, I kind of came at it with all this ability and talent, but with no message. So a lot of times, I would write a full-on song, and then I would not care about the lyrics. I'd let someone else write the lyrics. I would just use, like, go over to the dollar store and buy me a $4 rhyme uh sorrow and tomorrow was the one i always like still stab myself in the back with like i hate that i used that in a song um i deliberately tried to write pop type songs for a while and then i realized that's not my voice because like as an artist it is important to find your voice and it's cool that you genuinely like bands like the goo goo dolls and the eagles because like so many people do it because it's just what bars want to hear But, like, it's different when somebody, like, genuinely resonates with the messages and the songs that they pick. Because, like, as an audience member, I can feel that. Uh, Rather than someone going through the motions of just playing four chords and singing with a good voice. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people aren't trained like that and they can just, like, take whatever at face value. I'm way too connected to it to feel that way. But as I've had to mature as an artist and a musician, I write songs with certain purposes. So, like... Right now, with what I'm writing... I'm writing a lot of songs that are... Musically... Fitting and aesthetic... Like, I'm going for a certain vibe... Because that's, like, the way trends are going right now. Like, kids like... This kind of, like, old 80s retro shit. That's really kind of coming up now. So I'm like, okay, so let me get a drum machine. Let me get the synth out. And then, like, let me... Say something that's on my mind... From the heart that's relatable. And then tweak it after the fact. Um and then also for me when I record, like I don't know if this was what you felt in the recording studio, but like for me, if I'm writing one of my songs and I'll have the lyrics written out and I'll finish the music track and I'm going on the mic, how I deliver it isn't what's going to exactly be on the paper. Like I'm going to have to change some phrasing, I'm going to have to like change some things just because it feels different when I'm singing it that way. And then like also when I perform it live, It's still kind of like a living, breathing thing that, like, maybe I got a sore throat and I can't sing in that key. Maybe I'm just not feeling it that night, so I got to kind of, like, slow it down, speed it up, do the little things. And when I was a kid, as a listener, I hated that shit. I was like, why can't he do it like the record? Mm -hmm. But, like, as a performer, I'm like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. So, like, was it like that for you when you went to record your song? Did you have to change the lyrics or add any justs?
2: Yeah, no, no. I actually... I still kind of play songs differently, like you said. I'll I, I'll go in like Lonely Rolling Stone.'ll I played it completely differently a year ago and then I even do on the studio and version and when I recorded it, even when I was in the like rec- uh, recording studio, we changed lyrics. Like we, I remember we changed one specific lyric at the very beginning of the song, and then um, na- even now, when I perform it live, sometimes I'll add something different, sometimes I'll do that, you know, because you don't, because songs are always changing, like you said, they're always evolving, they're kind of becoming who you are now, not who you were then when you wrote it, you know?
1: Yeah, and one of the things I like to do as just a younger person, and still, i as I'm maturing, I have to stop doing it. I really love to fuck with people. I love watching their reactions. And, like, I can't really do it so much in person anymore because I keep ending up in, like, higher social circles where, like, immature behavior is frowned upon. <laughs> so I got to stick it in my music. I got to make sure I add something in the song that's going to either be, like, a total troll. Like, you know what? I'm going to stick the Super Mario, like, right here just because fuck you. Or, like, I'm going to... In, like more advanced ideas i'm gonna be like all right get your calculators out we're gonna put this part in five this part in seven and we're gonna be singing in three fuck you (laughs) like make them think but uh that doesn't get me as much as sticking things or like sticking the national anthem somewhere and just playing it wrong playing all the wrong notes of the national anthem and be like yeah get ready for that and just disappointing people that way i love writing those kind of checks and just bouncing them in front of people's faces um i'll hopefully grow out of that one day but like that's where like the power of songwriting comes into me of like wait did he just write red bone but put it in a different key and like change it that way who cares who cares because there's like another thing i don't know if you do you listen to radio uh
2: sometimes not too often though
1: i'm like the last dude who listens to fm radio i grew up listening to fm radio i still do like my parents don't even listen to fm radio like nobody i know Mm -hmm. but one thing that happens with pop radio is one song will come out and then the next two months, twenty songs will come out that sound just like the first one, with like little tweaks, little copies off of it. Taylor Swift with blank space, that happened a few times. But uh Yeah. I uh I've noticed that there's trend chasing that way in songwriting that I think is I think is funny. And there's also like have you heard of the twenty year rule in songwriting?
2: uh no i don't think i'm familiar with that
1: whatever's popular 20 years ago is gonna make a resurgence now so it's always good to look at the past and usually the weekend's proven that one right a few times Mm. um but that's sort of what i look at in songwriting sometimes too when i'm like maybe i have a message but no music for it so i'm like all right what's going on right now um i don't know if this is actually like googleable though i don't know if anybody's concretely said it it's kind of like with your smartphone if you say something to somebody and then you start getting ads for it you can't google that you can't google why does my smartphone read my fucking mind yeah because it's going to come up like a conspiracy theory thing but like it's a thing we all know is happening right i think it's because we all just accept it as fact so yeah let's see i don't did we say the name of your song when we started this did we say lonely rolling stone
2: uh yeah, I said I th- yeah I said lonely Rolling Stone yeah.
1: I know you said it just once there, but I was like shit. I said you had a single coming out, and then I think you just said yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I got a song coming out. It's <laughs> uh, sometime. It's called something.
1: Hell yeah! So uh, what else? How can people find you? What's a good way to like if anybody listening to this wants to not just listen to your song that's going to be available everywhere, but where are you online and out and about?
2: Yeah. So uh, my website is joshlacymusic.com, and you can get connected there. You can sign up for my mailing list and uh, get connected to my o- other social media. And on all social media, I'm Josh Lacey Music, and Instagram, TikTok, Facebook—that's um, pretty much everything I'm uh, I'm on there for. But uh, I got a YouTube too. That's Josh Lacey Music. So. Venmo. Yeah. Venmo is Josh underscore Lacy
1: the easiest name in the world to spell
2: yeah i did look well some people do l-a-c-y it's not him <laughs> yeah it's not me i'm not i'm i know i look like eddie lacy but i'm not related to the football player not to be confused with him
1: no you look like uh was it zach brown zach brown or zach brian zach brian yeah, you're yeah, zach yeah. brian <laughs> yeah uh Fuck, dude! I'm I still get Morgan Wallen every time I introduce myself. Really? Because <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm Morgan. Oh, <laughs> Morgan. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, um we are gonna play the song in a bit. Is there anything else you'd like anybody listening to know about you in general?
2: Yeah. um Have this music out there on Friday. Uh, this will be my first thing I'm putting out, and um, super excited to get it out and. Uh, Getting some people listening, getting some people excited about it, and uh, yeah, just letting everyone know that.
1: And you can see him live at leaderboard on oh, Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. The uh, that's the twenty third. Uh, we've you're playing. How often are you playing that fucking riverboat? <laughs> okay. a, come come on down to Knoxville, Tennessee, and get you some Josh Lacey live. This is a once in a lifetime singer songwriter experience. One of the best in the town. Where are the other dates that you're you playing? I'm not, I'm not your manager. I did yeah, not book yeah. these
2: dates. Uh, yeah, so another thing I want people to know is I have uh, some upcoming shows as well. Uh, we have uh, Thursday. Um, uh, that's the 23rd. Thursday the 23rd. Uh,
1: before the, so- the single
2: drop. Right before the single drops, we're uh, playing at Leaderboard uh, on the Strip uh, off Cumberland. And Friday, I'm playing, which is the day my single releases. I'm playing at the Riverboat, uh, the Tennessee Riverboat Company. Uh, and then Wednesday is the single release party. That's at Daddy Max Down Home Dive in Farragut, Tennessee. And uh, those were those are um, going to be full band gigs. So um, the Riverboat's going to be a solo acoustic, but uh, the rest are going to be full band.
1: And you're like, how often do you playing that Riverboat?
2: Uh, I usually play like twice a month.
1: Look, they're getting free advertising right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Tennessee River Boat Company. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh we're gonna play the song.
2: Yeah. We're gonna play
1: the song. Hell yeah. Well I'm getting pretty tired
0: of the way things change. Empty bottles and cigarettes are how I fill my days. Well, if I could go back or just turn the page. You remind me of our love, then vanish in the haze. Well I keep on rolling like the lonely stone I am, hoping one day to feel your loving hands again. But until then, i keep on rolling like a lonely. I'll learn a thing or two while I was missing you Doesn't matter what you have or whatever it is you do The only thing that matters is the love that you have So you better embrace it or you'll never I'll keep on rolling like the lonely stone I am, hoping one day to feel your loving hands again, but until then, I'll keep on rolling like a lonely Like a lonely rolling stone Like a lonely